Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. <laughs> Uh, well, this is an exciting show we've got lined up, Jack. Do you want to, do you want to run through the menu for our listeners? Oh, well, there's so much to talk about. We got Obviously, we're talking about Taskmaster Series 16, Episode 6. But later on, we've got a very exciting interview lined up with... A special a, guest. A special, special guest? guest with a lexicographer. Well done you for saying that. I, I don't think I've said it right. We're going to get letters from, from the lexicographer herself, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and an etymologist who is known for being on Dictionary Corner in Countdown. An 8 out of 10 cats does Countdown. It's a mystery as to who it could be, isn't it? Who could it be? Who could it be? <laughs> Do you know what, Jack? I'm just going to get a tiny beef out of the way at the top of the show. I've never been invited on to 8 out of 10 does Countdown. Never, never, never. No, I know. I think there should be letters about that to the producers. So... If you could do that for me. <laughs> there is a good Taskmaster um, 8 out of 10 cats. Crossover. Uh, does count- yeah. Crossover. So, yeah, you should be in there. You should be fucking in there. rude. That's what it is. <laughs> fucking rude. Right, let's just park that. Let's park my bitterness at uh, one side. And we shall move on to Series 16, Episode 6. Gosh, Jack, we're over the halfway mark. I know. it's. It, it always feels this way when we're midway through the series, but I can't believe how quickly it's going. I'm getting sad for the fact that we're going to have to leave these guys pretty soon. All these guys are going to have to leave us pretty soon. Um, getting very sad, but we kind of know that series 17 and 18 are already in the bag. So, you know, we shall fall in love again. I know, but I did it. It's, 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 it's ephemeral. You know what I mean? I feel like we're so close to... I, I love these guys. I don't want to go. I don't want them to go. I want Lucy and Sam to stay forever. But obviously it would get crowded in the studio. I'm aware. I'm aware that they can't stay forever, but I love them. Yeah, I think they're great. Let them get on with their, the rest of their <laughs> lives, Jack. They can't be trapped in the Taskmaster <laughs> studio forever. Now then, uh, just to just to remind me and, and those mm-hmm. who are not quite so, you know, on the ball as other listeners that we have where are we in terms of sort of places now so at the end of this episode um it's i mean it's looking similar to how it was last week except the gaps have changed um it's susan in fifth it's lucy in fourth uh sue in third julian in second and sam in first but the there's now sam has an 11 point gap is that closable jack is that gap closable Mm, no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I oh, don't really? think it is. I'm slightly worried that it's not closable, Jenny. It's uh you know how last week I was saying it was one of the closest series ever, and like over the course of this series, every episode, Julian and Sam had only been separable by three points. So like some weeks Julian was three points ahead, some weeks Sam was three points ahead. Um it's now gone to eleven points, and that is a big gap at this stage. I don't think anyone's ever closed an eleven point gap after six episodes. If I was sort of like leading the pack at this mm-hmm. point, I think that I would have bust out in the studio and perhaps sorry i said perhaps there i'll i'll have another run at that word perhaps i would have worn a jaunty shirt 
But he's right. there again in that well, fucking grey, all in grey. <laughs> What's going on? What I will say is he's he's only it's only this episode where he pulls away. So maybe next episode he will. Oh no, he won't, Jack. He won't, Jack, because he's ne- he hasn't every studio episode. He's been the man in grey. He's he's and, so grey. I don't know why he's still so grey. Um, but like I say, maybe maybe it's only maybe he'll maybe he'll brighten up. You don't know. You don't know, Jenny. Maybe there are still three episodes to go. Perhaps there'll be some brightness from Sam. That, oh, no, hold on, hold on. We've just seen episode six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's four oh, episodes. There's four. My gosh, you're right. Okay, there are four episodes to go. Okay, oh, good. You're, then we got- you're a bright lad, but you can't count. <laughs> <laughs> Where should we start? Should we start with the prize task? Let's start with the prize task. I mean, um, this was a... this. Greg said this is the worst prize task ever in 16 series. Um, it, it was. I, I think it wasn't great. <laughs> let's, let's not beat around the bush. It wasn't a great one for anyone. I don't think anyone nailed it. Um, yeah. It, I it, love it, the fact that Greg said it was the worst prize task ever. And that suddenly made it absolutely the best. In some respects, all the kind of pressure of it went out of the room. And as soon as he said, this is utterly shit, I kind of relaxed and and, and, and enjoyed it being quite shit. I enjoyed it being quite shit too. Although what I will say is that he said it was the worst prize task ever, but he has scored other prize tasks harsher in previous series. Like he he kept on saying when he was saying like, oh, this is the worst prize task in 16 series. This is terrible. I thought he was going to be like, everyone's getting ones. Everyone's getting ones here. Here we go. He's going to absolutely destroy everyone. And then he scored it normally. What's going on there? He's been very mean before about prize tasks. Oh, he's softening with old age. It happens. He is I used to be a complete bitch. And now I'm a sweet little... <laughs> Pink cheeked old lady giving lovely nana. Yeah, of course. So, (laughs) what people bought in? Let's start with Susan. She bought in a waterbed, and Greg was very dismissive. I don't know what was going on here with this. I I don't I don't understand. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'll, I'll read out exactly what the what the line was. It was the greatest thing that makes a loud noise when you shake it. There's no. I love Susan. I think Susan's great. We all love Chain Bastard. We're all Team Chain Bastard, okay? But there's no way that a waterbed should be anywhere near this t- prize task. I'm sorry. I thought it made more of a noise than I expected it. I but is it okay? So this is this is what we have to define, Jenny. Let's really get into it. The greatest thing. So it's so that so that's the definition. It's the greatest oh, thing that makes quite a loud noise when you shake it. Now the thing itself is has to be really hard. really good. If it was really hard prize task, it was too hard. So for instance, if you so let's say you say I'm gonna make I'm gonna give you like a a golden crusted Fabergé egg, and that's the greatest thing I can think of. But inside that, I'm going to put a small bell. And so every time you shake it, oh. it'll make quite a loud noise. That technically would be the best way to do that task because you've given the greatest thing that has made a quite a loud noise rather than Susan or Sam's thing, which was a thing that makes the loudest noise when you shake it. I'm so sorry that I'm this pedantic. But I do. I think wish I could stop being this pedantic. Of, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it is a problem. And I just, <laughs> at this point, there are some listeners along with me thinking his poor wife. <laughs> putting up with this pedant on a daily basis 
But I do think, I think Sam created a great thing that doesn't actually exist. You're just saying, oh, it's a a Fabergé egg. And that is a great thing, but it's not being created. Sam created a great thing. I will, I, I completely agree with that. I so I think Sam Sam created not just a great thing but a really funny narrative. Like yes. the, the, the I think he he got a mental image through the noise, and in a way, I think he must have sort of thought about like, okay, how are they going to judge this? What they'll do is they'll show they'll basically play you what the sound will be, and that that bit like that's a whole journey. That thing that he had there, the yeah. the idea I mean, of like couldn't the match in real life. It wouldn't I happen mean, in real life. If you got a bucket. Full, mm-hmm. There's me being pedantic. God, it's <laughs> Jack. It is. Even in the same room, we're just on screen. Lab I love it. Everyone screen. should become pedants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but if you had a metal bucket, you lined it with sandpaper already, mm-hmm. you, you know, there's something wrong with you, and you <laughs> fill it with matches, and then you put fire alarms in it. If you actually shook it, everything would just fall out before yeah. it got a fire. But I like the way it was interpreted. and Yeah, I agree with that. They allowed it to happen. Happened. They allowed it to happen, and it was not. I don't think he deserved five I because do. I don't think I anyone do. deserved I think, five. I think he did deserve five because I think out of out of all of them, it just was head and shoulders above the others. Okay, I then I would I would almost in a way because I sort of agreed with Greg being quite harsh. Yeah, I would I would have gone four for Sam. Everyone else gets one or two. Personally, oh, what you like? You've turned into a monster. You've turned into a monster. I have turned into a monster. I think it's sleep deprivation. Yeah, yeah. All right, just any old <laughs> excuse for not being a very nice person. Two's <laughs> glass swans, uh, all smashed up. I thought it was it was quite sad. I thought it was quite I sad. Whether I want to see smashed up glass swans. Uh, then we go on to Lucy's cream horn. I thought this was rather good, actually. I, I actually, having been quite mean about everyone on this one, I do also enjoy the cream horn. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did enjoy the cream horn. Well, I know. I've slagged this off because, you know, I sort of was very led by Greg saying this is the worst round ever. And now I'm I'm sort of re-looking at it. I'm thinking it wasn't that bad. I think, okay, let's, if I was re-scoring, it would go four for Sam, three for Lucy, everyone else gets once. <laughs> Julian, as you say, you weren't that impressed. It was a draw full of cut three. Yeah, but... Cutlery drawers are noisy, and you just think, why do they have to be that noisy? And they were. They were from the Isle of Wight Ferry, which that I assume... That was the nice bit, wasn't it? That was the nice detail, <laughs> that the cutlery was from the Isle of Wight Ferry. I think that dessert, that was probably what gave him the extra point. I think he got one point for the drawer full of cutlery, and I think he got an extra point because the cutlery was from the Isle of Wight Ferry. And the idea, because that that opened quite... I'm going to change my mind about this, <laughs> this round. It was actually quite a car. It's, it's the best prize task ever. Ever. <laughs> so um, we have Sam and Lucy heading the pack after the the prize task as we go into round one of episode six. Now, um, oh yeah, Robot Wars. This was bonkers, wasn't it? This whole episode feels very weird because you've got Greg slagging off the prize task, and then in this in this task you've got Sam saying this is like the the worst task, and he hated it so much. I've never known an episode like it. It felt very like everyone just piling on to Alex very quickly. I and I wasn't expecting it from Sam because he's he's seems to have enjoyed the show up to this point he just seemed to hate this bit 
I, there's always a moment that makes your heart sink where you go, I don't even want to see this. I, I sort of, I felt anxious doing it and now this is going to sort of re-trigger the whole trauma of it. But yeah, there was a, a moment when this all became a bit disjointed, but it all pulled itself back together by the end. And I I, I didn't know what the bins were going to do. I thought it was quite kind of quite marvellous. And the fact that everyone was very vulnerable, sort of crawling around with blindfolds on. Yeah, it was, it was weirdly, it felt a bit like a squid game situation (laughs) only if it was a squid game situation the bins would have killed yeah we wouldn't have the character no one would come back afterwards to be fair or we'd just have lucy (laughs) um i but i i okay so am i right in thinking these are these are robot vacuums have you got a robot vacuum obviously i've got one because i'm a very lazy woman but i don't think you can control a a robot hoover that well or can you well, I think the secret tactic here was to stay completely still because they're all got they've all got sensors on them. So if you move, you're going to hit them because they they but if you stay completely still, maybe swinging those things as um Sue did, I think they would just they would get to you, then stop because they sense something and then move away. So do you think that's what Sue worked out? Well, I don't think I, I don't think anyone worked it out because I think that if if you if you did that, then you would just do nothing. You you'd have to trust that the robot Hoovers would. I don't I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. Okay. Because I have a robot Hoover, and mm-hmm. left to its own devices, it goes crashing all over the place. Does it? Yes. Yes. Wait, Are you th- saying your robot Hoover doesn't crash into a table leg and then move away? I would say it would. It senses that it's about to crash into a table leg and then just goes whoop and then changes direction. They should do that. Well, oh, I've got a, some shitty <laughs> knock-off piece of rubbish then, haven't I? Because mine will, uh, what mine tries to do, I haven't used it for a long time, to be quite yeah. honest, is it tries to mount bits of furniture. And no, sort of you don't want that. Itself. <laughs> it's sort of like doing dry humping uh, okay. of the sofa. Now, is that on carpet? Because it, mine will no, do that as well. I don't have carpet in the house. I don't oh, have wow, carpet. Okay. I live with a style Nazi. <laughs> I'm going to throw you a challenge and I want you to get on your hands and knees in the middle of your floor and I want you to ask a good lady wife who I know has got other things on her plate or having two small children and a demanding job and you, the pedant, to live with. Um, But on, on behalf of this show, I need you to prove this point and I need her to video okay, the proceedings and then we can discuss it next week. Okay, I will... I feel like it might be the type of thing that I do while my baby is not able to sleep. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to get the, the robot hoover out and see if this is true. Um, we, how, how would you have dealt with this one in your in in your opinion? I'd, I, I'd it would just have been luck and no judgment with me. This one, I'd have just positioned myself somewhere and just hope for the best. I think. That I think is what I would have done as well. Although, yeah, I, I probably would have just tried to stay still. Is my feeling because I think moving is the problem. Um, but I th- I feel like um, I mean but Lucy, Lucy moved. She moved. Lucy Lucy did move, but I think that Lucy was almost it was almost like a kind of um, uh, have you seen the third Matrix film? Where of I haven't. Of course I okay. haven't. Well, <laughs> I'm an adult female. <laughs> I don't know what came over me. I'm so sorry. Why you asked me that? It's almost rude. There's a bit in that where Keanu Reeves he can't see, and and he just sort of he uses the force and like I doesn't use the force because that's not the Matrix. Before anyone think things in and like just lets things move around him, and it sort of felt like that was happening to Lucy as well. She was kind of just sort of like swirling through, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. 
I think the the um, what's the film you said? The Matrix probably had a slightly higher budget. I, <laughs> no, I no, no, no. <laughs> they were really running out of the, running out money by that point. <laughs> they had. I've now got a vision of Keanu Reeves, who I, I rate very highly, crawling around on the floor, being uh, surrounded by robot bins. Um, yeah, Lucy <laughs> almost had a force field around her, rejecting the bins. It was very. It was Doctor incredible. Who. Yeah, it was a really nice moment for her. Again, she had a very good round, whereas Julian. I feel like Julian, um, I feel like that was the worst possible tactic you could have gone for. It was almost basically just like lunging at the at the robots. Yeah, it was a one-pointer, wasn't it? It was a one-pointer. Certainly a one-pointer. Sam did not enjoy the task. He didn't do, didn't do particularly well. And this is a rare task where both Julian and Sam have done pretty poorly. I mean, Susan did better than uh, both Sam and Sue. Yeah. She came second, didn't she? Got four points. And... and even even with the fact that she tried to carry on, despite the fact that she'd clearly been touched by them, <laughs> which is such a strange tactic from, uh, <laughs> from... She just went into denial, even though we could all see it. It was great. It made in, in your series, they did a good thing where like they basically said, oh, um, I've looked at you, therefore we should stop doing this task, uh, therefore I've been disqualified, I will leave. Whereas I think when you, during this task where you couldn't yeah, look yeah, at Alex. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked at Alex and I insisted on doing the, the remainder of the task. Why did you do that, Jenny? <laughs> to, to punish Alex. Right, I see, okay. You know, I could I could have said, right, I have failed this task. I am now going to return to my dressing room in shame. Mm-hmm. And he would get another 10 minutes or whatever, just hanging out and relaxing. I thought, well, no, I'm fucked if he's going to get a cup of tea, <laughs> sit down, do nothing. It's very sad that you perceive spending time with you punishment for Alex, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and also it was quite an intriguing task. And I like mm. making patterns. There was a, there was a pattern make, pattern making objective with in the task and I thought well here's an opportunity to do a little bit of sort of like a little craft project (laughs) (laughs) so um we we have at the end of this round we um uh, Lucy has five points and she's Mm -hmm. gone into the lead hasn't she Lucy's on nine points I mean Lucy's actually been doing we you know we make fun of Lucy for being not good at Taskmaster but in recent weeks she's been doing pretty well like she she obviously she she does very well in this episode and she um she she was level with sue uh on episode four so you know like lucy's not lucy's no surprises yet there's something I, about lucy that's slightly magical and if at the end of episode 10 she actually wins i would not be totally and utterly surprised jenny. i would be totally and utterly surprised jenny <laughs> i would be baffled <laughs> still be good though Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I loved the next task. I really did. This was a this is a classic team task. I will say, very very nice idea. Um, very. It sort of reminds me of there was another team task that was in series ten where they had to like um, give a secret message to they had to describe something, but they would know that it would be played backwards. And it sort of felt like oh, that, where, you, where one person knows something and you're trying to convey that information to someone else, but you oh, have God, a certain lim- no. limitations. What do you mean the words are backwards? The words are backwards. So oh, like no, you... that makes me feel poorly. I can't oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That makes my head feel completely like, oh, no, no, no. Don't oh, do int- so you So you'd have preferred this one? Oh, yeah, because it's like <laughs> making doll's houses, isn't it? I don't know whether yes. I could listen to the instructions, but the idea of having a box and, 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 and creating a room in it yeah. fills me with absolute excitement. So you'd have preferred to have been the, the, the maker, as it were, oh, yes. not the instructor? Oh, totally, yes. I don't know why, in the same way that you seem to be freaked out by backwards words, I think I would have found yeah. this one a high level of stress where I can't see what I'm supposed to be building. Gosh, we're very different, aren't we? We're like yeah. chalk and cheese, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Now, yeah. um, so let me just have a look at my notes here. Um, I've, I've got a note. It says, Greg is being very generous. <sighs> Greg is being very generous, I will say. Um and and that's true. This episode in particular, Greg seemed to go a bit nuts. I, everyone gets three in this task, which I think was a bit weird um, because he sort I of don't seemed- know though, Jack. Hold on a second. I don't think Greg could really penalise Julian and Sam for Lucy not really getting it that's but that's not how team tasks work that's not how team tasks work jenny if if one of your team fails coming out again is the p word coming out (laughs) no this isn't pedantic this is just the nature of taskmaster this one i think if if lucy is um if lucy's is making mistakes and you and she's on your team you have to accept that no matter how well you do in this task Lucy has let you down, therefore everyone gets zero. Personally. Yes, but it wasn't Lucy's choice to be the caller-outer. <laughs> it may have been better if Lucy hadn't been the caller-outer and she'd just been the helper creating the room. Yes, but I think in in that sense we'd have lost some of the greatest moments in this series so far, such as yes. Lucy <laughs> coughing down a walkie-talkie <laughs> and not saying anything down the walkie-talkie as well. Yeah. So I feel like for the for the show's sake, I'm glad we got Lucy. For for Sam for for Sam and Julian, I obviously yes, it would be much better if they'd switched it up a bit. I mean, even even Sue though, uh, who knew what she was doing, yeah. couldn't stop herself from saying some mm-hmm. of the banned words. I feel like. Either you say, you know, very harshly, if you say a word, then you're both disqualified and that's it. Or you say, you can say these things a maximum of 10 times. But or then that's, like- that round would have just got too con- convoluted because there's already right. loads of rules. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. It, it felt a bit of a cop out to be like, you guys did it better, but you broke the rules. Therefore, everyone gets three. I would be like, no, harsh, 
Harsh I Greg. think it's the only way to have uh, scored that round. So there That's... we go. And I think that the our listeners may let us know what they think. And you're very welcome to. Oh, the, there were a couple of cool things in this task, by the way, I'll say, where because obviously the show has been going for 16 series and people bring certain things into the show. Um, it, it, like, it felt like there were a bunch of old Taskmaster references that the, the other contestants were bringing in. So for instance, when they, I think when one of the, one of the teams had to bring in a flamingo they brought in an owl that owl was from series 13 that uh ardlo hanlon brought in it was a wind-powered owl uh so it's quite that was quite nice i quite like seeing that again uh and similarly i think there was someone had um the, the costume that um sue and lucy had to put on uh one of them was the a uh, 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 like a death doctor mask that I think Dara O'Brien had brought in from another series. So nice little, nice little links to old series and that sense. God, that would have drowned Lucy. Can you imagine Lucy trying to get into something that Dara had once worn? I mean, really, it would <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a miracle she made it out. Yeah, it could fit about eight Lucys into a Dara O'Brien <laughs> Now then, present a piece called Heads, Shoulders, Knees and Toes. Mm-hmm. In the most powerful way. Most powerful piece wins. Yeah. Yeah. I I would have panicked with this one. Oh, God, um, me too. I, I think actually everyone did a pretty good job, as as was borne out by the scores, no one getting one. Julian got two. Again, Julian has a bad episode, worth saying. Julian doesn't score more than um doesn't score more than two in any of his solo tasks. Yeah, but he gets to sit down a lot. He he look. loved sitting down. He look, <laughs> he he got on all fours very quickly. And then he's resistance <laughs> all the way through. As you say, all fours, not moved, and then sit down, do a little drawing, Bob's your uncle, Marvel. Very, very pretty drawing. Nice is it, little drawing. Is it powerful, though? I don't know. No, unfortunately not powerful enough. It might have been more powerful if he hadn't used wax crayons. I was thinking really that. You could never do anything particularly powerful with a wax crayon <laughs> on paper. You really need a sort of big canvas and you need some uh, spray paint. I would say like that. that's that's definitely true. No one's ever like, oh, yeah, his medium is... He, he's such a powerful artist, his medium is wax crayons. Yeah, <laughs> That's a, a very good one. point. I mean, you could have maybe gone into the... Um, said right what I want is I want the the lab I want it screening with fresh paper all over and I want eight cans of spray paint and you would just go in to the lab and spray paint heads uh, shoulders knees and toes all over it all over yes I but I think crucially that um that would mean getting up from a chair wouldn't it and I don't think Julian was going to do that no he wanted to sit (laughs) he wanted to do some coloring in and have a sit down (laughs) A nice <laughs> bit of colouring in. Um, I think, personally, I think there's another task where uh, Chain Bastard has been undermarked, I would say. I enjoyed Susan's inexplicable, uh, weird interpretive dance slash uh, like death doctor weird thing of uh, head, shoulders, knees and toes about the death penalty. I enjoyed it a lot. And do you know what? I loved the totally unapologetic nature of that. The fact that halfway through she could have lost her confidence in that mm. and, and done the rest of it in absolute shuddering shame but she didn't. yes she I, just went through it with absolute conviction from beginning to end 
by the end of it, I was really like, I would say uh, uh, when the little balls came out and she was like, ah, oh no, oh God, ah, that was the bit where I was like, we sort of lost it here. The, 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 the emotional power has kind of gone, but um, I loved, I loved the, the cutting off the shoulders and or not knowing where the shoulders were. That was very funny. On the duck, yeah. Oh, brilliant. The fact that a duck actually doesn't have knees, but not when it's a big plastic duck. Yeah. Anyway. I, I thought Sue's nursery rhyme head shoulders knees and toes with the health and safety uh, yeah. sidekick was actually really neat and very good it was a nice little sketch is it powerful is my other question it was a powerful warning that nursery rhymes can kill i i think if you're going to do that you want almost like grotesque like what the consequences need to be that less cartoonish and need to be mm, um, <laughs> I, I thought it was classily done i like the sort of pathé style of it and i thought it was a, a i thought it was a neat little production and she's done a few of these now i think she's true a, she does uh, she she presents a proper package it has a beginning a middle and end i agree with that it definitely had it definitely had a structure and a narrative that i yeah. that i think it had the narrative arc and I did like Sam's, uh, mm-hmm. but it didn't have an end. And, and Sue's did have an end. That's that's very true. I will agree with that. I did enjoy the ending of Sam's one, but it wasn't an ending. It was a cop um, out. It was, it was a cop out. a cop out using a cop eating a banana. <laughs> literally a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like his thing of saying, if you saw a... Um, if you saw a person eating a banana after midnight uh, in the street, you'd call the police. But he is the police. N- makes no sense. Makes no, no sense. sense. I, lo- I love Sam so on much. A street corner eating a banana, and I don't want anyone to think that that you know the police should be called on me. Um, <laughs> Lucy, I, I, the only note I've got here, mm-hmm. and I don't want this to sound mean in any way. <laughs> it's like having an eight-year-old in the studio or in the house. <laughs> there was it was very creepy it was very weird it was um what it reminded me of was a child left in a house with a babysitter who yeah. was helped themselves to the contents of the drinks cabinet and passed out unconscious on the sofa so the child has got free range this, this is this is actually the perfect interpretation i think that's absolutely right because it definitely has that element of it's super weird and creepy but also that you feel like Alex should be in control, but he's not. And it's scary as to why he's not in control. Yeah. But then the eight-year-old suddenly has an adult voice, which makes it even super freaky. And notices that the tattoo is... It's from the 90s. 90s, yeah. Very weird. What is that tattoo? What is that tattoo? I think it was a little chameleon. Oh, dear. Oh, the lizard. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It is weirdly nineties. It's. It is. Yeah, I know exactly what she means, and I can't Funny. quite work it out. It's from the nineteen nineties. I did. I, and obviously, um, at the end, she she bites um, Alex's foot, uh, which I they didn't make a big enough deal of in the studio. I'll say, what's going on there? <laughs> did she actually bite his foot? Oh, indubitably, um, indubitably. I mean, it's Lucy. Surely. of course, she would have it's, done. Yeah. It, again, it feels like the type of thing that if you were the babysitter, as it was beginning, you'd be like, this is fine. This is fine. I can deal with this. I'll deal with this. And then as the, the foot thing happens, you're like, oh, this so is... That's enough now. Get to bed. Yeah. Get, we're not messing about anymore. I'm going to ring your parents because now you're being a bit weird. Exactly. Usually when 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 Greg asks you to dig down to the narrative, as we've discovered before, um, it's an opportunity to upsell your work. Lucy almost downsold it by by just what was the story harry potter (laughs) (laughs) again it's the eight-year-old
We're going into the final round at this point. We're going to the studio task here. Yeah. And this is the hiding of the pineapples. And as Lucy does mention, she has a very small torso. This is she's at a disadvantage at this point because you know she can barely hide a pineapple. In a way, you can use that to your advantage, I feel like, because you can kind of there's there's things that you can do, and I think she did quite well of getting around it. it she she tricked Greg a few times. Julian didn't tr- tr- trick him at all. Um, it did feel like Julian had sort of been a bit like beaten down in this episode. Um, but- I don't think he minded being out first. It was a again. It was sort of you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. This is okay. But no, this- let's face it. He did because he wasn't actually ejected from the no. stage. And he was very useful to Lucy. Did you not see that lovely bit where he reminded her to actually pretend that she had something behind her back and not just stand there with her hands in full view? (laughs) That was so funny. I'd be like, no, no, come on, come on, put your hands behind your back. It was so good. Um, I, I I really enjoyed this task because of the way, as you say, like the, the contestants seemed to be collaborating with each other. It didn't oh, very it, much so. It felt like a team task yeah. that that was done across the whole gang, which I quite enjoyed. And yeah. I don't think we see many of those. It was them against Alex and Greg rather yeah. than anything else. And I I tell you who was triumphant in this, who really you know pulled the wool constantly was Susan Wacoma. Susan Wacoma. I mean the acting. I'm I'm really sorry, but. If if nothing else, the thirty grand spent on Rada, you know, it was paid off in that round. Absolutely, thirty grand, baby! It was yeah. so funny. Felt like again, there's a level of anarchy in this episode. You know, you've got like Greg saying it's a terrible uh, prize task. You've got Sam saying he hated the um, the bin task, and then at the end here, <laughs> they all they hide the the. <laughs> They hide all of the, the the pineapples somewhere else, and Sam goes and hides behind the chair. It felt like the the it, again, like the like Lucy taking over. Yeah, the, the um, inmates are sort of taking the over inmates the are taking asylum. over the asylum. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, nice one. one, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Julian one point, Lucy and Sam three, Sue four, Susan five. Well done, well played all. But, well played all. Um, and then, of course, we if there's no tie break on this one. Lucy Beaumont is crowned the winner of this episode, and she is very pleased, isn't she, Jack? It, it's. I mean, I'm. I, it was very sweet. They all had a little team hug at the end. Yeah. It felt like it. It felt like a a triumph. I mean, obviously, we've now got we've episode six and four out of five of one episode. We need Susan to win an episode. I'm sure she will. I'm sure everyone's going to win an episode this series. I'm sure of it. Um, the one I was worried about was Lucy. So the fact that Lucy has won is. Um, um, it's really lovely. It's really lovely. We I'm, can I'm, all we can all relax now. We can yeah, just <laughs> just be just be she, honestly. She, she likes now for the rest of the series. She's got one under her belt, and it's all fine. We have discussed uh, episode six. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I've enjoyed that. And I think I'm going to enjoy the next portion of the show, even though I regret saying the word portion because it makes me feel a bit sick. Because we have a a special guest, do we not, Jack? Oh, I'm so excited for this. We do have a special guest. The, The authority, the Taskmaster authority, even higher than Greg, I would say. 
She's the top consultant. She is the top consultant. I think that if there is car parking at the Taskmaster house, she would have her own car parking space. That is how important this guest is. I'm pretty sure she's never been to the Taskmaster house. And yet I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a space they leave empty. Car parking space. They leave it empty for her because they're so worried that at any moment she could turn up. With, she hasn't without got a space. car. She hasn't, got, she hasn't got, got a car parking space. <laughs> she needs it for all of her dictionaries. Oh, you've just given it away now, haven't you? Just given the biggest. Clue. I'm almost positive that people will have worked it out, and it possibly will be on the um, will be on the episode title. So <laughs> yeah, but we're going to do a nice intro now. Our, our, our fabulous guest for today is the one and the only. Oh, for fuck's sake, Jack! I thought your mic had gone stupid. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was that doing was a little, a I was doing a little drum, roll. drum roll. I thought, because we've had a few technical <laughs> issues and I thought, oh God, we're going to have to stop. I'm so sorry. Again. I'm so, so sorry. Listen, um, we're going to introduce our, the one, the only, the great and wonderful Miss Susie Dent. You can see live in her own home. She's already threatened us with a cat. I've already told her <laughs> I don't like cats and I don't want to see its bum hole on my screen. Um Susie Dent, it's an absolute pleasure to see you. Thank you. Likewise, that reminded me very much of a just a minute uh, <laughs> intro. Where I just thought, this is impressive. Yeah, um, I know, but I think I'd have stumbled because uh, I'd have just kept repeating bumhole. Yes, I yep. did not want to see the bumhole. Um, no, you, no chance of that. I didn't expect this is where it was going to go. I have to. It's say within within time. a minute. Hi, it's very good to meet you, Susie. By the way, Thank you, Jack. <laughs> have you too. not met? Oh, Susie, you should get Jack on uh, Dictionary Corner. He's ever so bright. Oh. I mean, really much brighter than me. You know, because I always I, I, I struggle. I struggle. Apart from the time, do you remember? <laughs> I, um, I'm just going to I'm just going to quickly say this, just to get it out of my system. But okay. you know when Colin got. Um, Corona and I took over the um, presenting gig. Yes, remember that you were amazing. And I know, I, I, know. Were... I thought <laughs> I was going to get the job. I thought I was okay. going to get the job. Oh. About a week later, they announced it was Colin. And I just, my heart just went, it shriveled, shriveled oh. a bit, Susie. Oh, I'm so sorry. Has it, has it swollen back to its normal shape now? Because it should be. <laughs> you should be full of um, just joy. Um, because Unfortunately, it... I am. Now, talking about... Uh, being full of joy. Yes. That is a beautiful link into your latest book, Roots of Happiness. Oh, uh, yes, it was a joy, a genuine joy to write this one because I, I've written one silly kids book before, which was all about weird, yucky, farty words. Um, that <laughs> my favourite, my favourite. Yep. Yes, definitely. The, 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 the good stuff, the good stuff in the dictionary, what the we all go stuff. to the dictionary for. Exactly. Uh, so um, that was fun to write. But this one was all about recovering all the positive words that are just sort of languishing in the dictionary and we just never use them. Uh, and I teamed up, I have to say, the real true beauty of the book is um, in the illustrations, Harriet Hobday's illustrations. And I always think she should be talking about it rather than me um, because she's it, they're just beautiful. And she brings all these words to life. But yes, some of the words, as a, I put 100 words for joy and happiness in this book. And some of them are very familiar, like butterfly, um, or um, I don't know what else have I got. Well, in I'm going to pick two. My... Okay, I'm going to pick two Good. that I ha- I do not know. I've just I've fo- I'm sorry, Susie. I've committed a mortal sin. I folded pages down. Oh, I love that. <gasps> Is no, that that's all right? good. I like that. It's a well loved book. Then. Okay, so yeah. I'm doing um, uh, Susurus. 
Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, Sassarus is um, essentially the whispering of the leaves as they kind of rustle in, in a breeze. It's good for summer. It's good for autumn. Uh, it's, it's yeah, good for days like these. But I always associate them with kind of lying on your back, looking at the clouds and just hearing that gentle, gentle rustling, uh, which is beautiful. Um, so, yeah, that's a lovely one. Okay, that is a challenge for all our listeners this week, that at some point during the week they must use the word Sassarus. And the other one that I'm just going to let you explain is the word schmooze. Oh, smooze. I love this one. Yeah, because I never knew that this word existed. Uh, But, uh, you know, however small your garden, um, very often, if you you have a sort of tiny hedge or a shrub or whatever, very often you'll see this tiny little opening at the bottom and you just think, who's who's done that? Um, And it's essentially a little passageway that a small animal has made, like a rabbit, could be a tiny fox, um, just to kind of get through. But it's just this little tiny animal's alleyway. And I love it. A massive great one. A huge hulking <laughs> fox squeezes its massive ass through on a daily basis. Oh uh, yes, um, I have those as well. I don't think they would count. A smooze is just no, too cute. No, no. I could smooth. get through this hole, to be quite honest, in my garden. I could get through it. Uh, so it's foxes. not a smooth, then, is it? If I can, no, get through I don't it, think it's so. Officially, not a smooth. <laughs> okay, that's, so, the, that's the criteria. Yeah. All right, we've 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 plugged your book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chuck that over our shoulders. Got that out of the way. It's a genuinely beautiful book, I will say. It's great. No, thank I love you. it. Handing you over to Jack now, who who needs to grill you about sort of taskmaster related things. I mean, yes. It's not it's not a grill. It feels like this is a good cop, bad cop situation. <laughs> where, <laughs> um but no, I mean, away. how did you sort of get this relationship with Alex? Because you sort of come uh onto the show as the sort of the the taskmaster, task consultant, as it were, for specific yes. like moments. Like how did that come about? Yes, I'm not really sure how that happened. Well, Alex, as you probably know, were, no, was a contestant on Count down long before any of us I didn't know that that's amazing and he was really good I didn't know Oh, okay. He's kept that one quiet. Um, so, you know, I think he's written a book about it, actually. I don't think he has kept that one quiet. I think he has written about it. So that was that. You can't and then... stop. I'm just going to stop you right now. You can't write an entire book about being a contestant on... No, I think it was probably a chapter. in. Okay, and it might right. even have been his first book. Um, but he, I just remember he had this real presence, you know, um, as Alex does. I mean, he always sort of pretends that he's the sort of, you know, the servant of Greg, but actually... When you meet him in the flesh, as you know, he's just got this real poise. So I remember that. And then that kind of went away. And then the next thing I know, he is coming on a out of 10 cats just countdown. Uh, sitting in the corner alongside me um, with, uh, you know, with, with all the instruments and the whole team and uh, just doing very funny, very brilliant things. So uh, so I've known him there in that context for quite a long time. And then suddenly he just emailed me and said, can I ask you a question? And they're always really thorny questions. And I feel terrified because I yeah. feel like, you know, there's quite You've a lot of people's fortune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, the email is good because you can go away and panic and ponder. <laughs> Google back. it. Google but, it like everyone else. <laughs> oh, the, the one that really, really fucks me, as you uh, as you probably know, yes. and I'm sure Jack's going to mention this, was the one with all the negatives and whether or not they made a double positive. I mean, that one was horrendous. And as you know, I got it wrong. 
because I had not read the instructions correctly because I interpreted this very complicated sentence yeah. full of, what was it? Do not under any, cir- no, do not under no circumstances. It was, you must not under no circumstances, not avoid not making the bell oh, not ring. And I still, I still can't get my head no. around and it. And you can come up with a different answer every time. I'm, I, I'm very lazy. I'm very lazy and very sort of reckless sometimes. I would interpret that. And I haven't seen this episode. Oh my goodness. Just from hearing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would just yes. say, ring the fucking bell. Ring it. As- <laughs> ring it. As loud and um, as quickly as you can. And would I have been right or wrong? I put this to Susie Dent. This is the only thing you can do in this circumstance. <laughs> and she said, there's five negatives. Mm. So not making the bell not ring is a double negative and comes to the same thing as making yep. the bell ring. Not avoid is a double negative that renders itself redundant. We know this. Yeah. So you end up with, you must, under no circumstances, make the bell ring. Oh, shit sticks. So they shouldn't have made the bell ring. Well, I said to Susie Dent, thank you. And I emailed her and said... Yes. Just wondering, Susie, did you include the first line, which was, do the opposite of the following? And Susie said, oh, I missed that bit, which, of course, reverses the instruction of the paragraph that I analysed. If you got that right at home, get out more. So I got it totally wrong, and this is why I would never succeed on Taskmaster, because instructions just panic me. They panic but the hell would you do it? Um, I think you do, do really well. I, think I honestly, would. that's my problem, Jenny, because <laughs> I think there is this assumption that I'm very clever. Yep. And yeah. I feel like the only way I can go is down. <laughs> and it's the same with every quiz show I ever do. I remember doing oh, The Chase no. and, um, <laughs> and uh, The Chaser saying, and it was Mark, and just saying, oh, my goodness, I'm up against Susie Dent. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, I, I did okay, but I did not do as well as he expected, that's for sure, and he took great pleasure in that <gasps> and then uh dan snow and i were out after the first round of practice <laughs> because been there been there with linda uh, robson on a couple of occasions uh, it was all graham garden's fault because Liechtenstein's country name was my trump card and and i was the last to be asked and it is it is pretty oh. much luck from that point of view isn't it and he pinched it before me um and Dan came up with a country that didn't even exist. So literally within 10 minutes, I was back on the motorway. So, Isn't it marvellous, so. though? I mean, you know, it, to be quite honest, the, the great thing about pointless, the celebrity pointless thing is, you know, it's all favoured na- nations. Everyone gets the same. They get the same yes. for charities, whatever. <laughs> yes. If you can bear the human nation, you can be home and time for your tea. You know, it's, it well, works that's, out like that's that. That's true. You can organise it that way. Yeah. Um, mm. But same for Taskmaster. I just think there would be this assumption that I will be brilliant it, and I will end up disappointing everybody, including myself. It's the Victoria Cora Mitchell um, scenario where she went she on have Taskmaster. The same thing? Yes. She went on Taskmaster, not assuming she'd do really well, but everyone's like, oh, she'll be great. And then she was one of the worst contestants ever. And it's wonderful. But, <laughs> that makes but me it's, feel better. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think it's, yeah, there's all. But actually, you know, I was thinking one of my favorite things is when um, Mel Gidroyd uh, did the camel into the baby gap. <gasps> You know, yes. that was ingenious. And and that's just, the, do, do you know about this, Jenny? So, mm. it, okay. No, I don't. But Mel is she terribly is. clever. I mean, she's not she, a Cambridge well, girl. She had this stuffed camel toy and the instruction was um, pass this through the smallest gap possible. And yep. she uh, oh. got a cab with I think Alex. it was Chiswick High Street. Because I remember, um, yeah. I can't remember which yeah. high street it was in London. At Chiswick High Street. And she and it was a baby gap, and she literally had one minute left. She literally ran into the baby gap and then out again. And that is the smallest gap when it comes to gap 
shops clothing that you can find and so she won and it's that kind of lateral thinking where i just think i would also fall down probably but I, I feel that's language yeah i i did try to get it through uh the eye of a needle and it wouldn't have worked i yeah. then i did try to put the camel into i mean toy camel into a blender or something i'd have got into a mess oh i i think i think joe joe lysette and hugh dennis i think both put it into blenders and thought that would work <laughs> And and it obviously obviously it wouldn't. Oh, no yes, no offense, so- Jenny, but why would a, <laughs> why why would a toy camel be blended? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just you know sometimes you just think, and I think sometimes you forget that where you are. I mean, I think that maybe yeah. Mel knows that bit of London. I'm a bit off yes. my patch there, so yes. I'd be th- you know I'd never have thought of baby girl. She's a clever that you know she, she and Sue have always been clever girls and also very funny. So what else? Now, Jack, yeah. you had an egg question, didn't you? Okay, we let's ask the egg question. Someone emailed in an egg question <laughs> about because we do a section on the right. show called like goofs and bo- uh, bloops and spoofs where people uh, point out mistakes or errors they think they found in the yeah. show, usually that are to do with like uh, terminology or how you could interpret a task. And um, people who've listened to the show will remember this egg question. There yeah. was there's a task in series nine where David Badil. Um, successfully claims that he hasn't broken an egg he's liberated an egg and and tries to claim that the inside of an egg is the egg and the outside (laughs) of an egg is an egg shell um and alex and greg accept this but the person who emailed this in point points out that if that definition stands that changes everything when confronted with an egg-based task and the instruction is you may not touch the egg our contestants allowed to touch the egg shell um so by setting this precedent, oh, did yes, Alex and Greg potentially ruin Oof. the entire show was their question. And so we we basically need to come to you as an authority and discover what is an egg. Okay, I've totally failed you on this one because oh. you gave me advance warning of this very kindly. <laughs> um, I have looked in every single dictionary going and it's it's confusing. So let's just ask ourselves if you um uh if you look at the egg that is fertilized so i'm not talking about something that we might have for breakfast okay so the fertilized egg mm-hmm. of a um you know female bird uh, or animal species or whatever is it spheroidal in that state is it is it spheroidal shaped so if the shape bit is tautological. Is it spheroidal? I'll tell you why I'm asking this, because if I look it up in the Oxford English Dictionary, which is my Bible, right, mm-hmm. it says the more or less spheroidal body produced by the female of birds and other animal species and containing the germ of a new individual. Okay. So that implies that it without the shell, mm-hmm. well, the question then is, without the shell, is it spheroidal in itself or does it need the shell to make it that shape? And I don't know the answer to this. And the the dictionary then confuses things even more because it says enclosed within a shell or firm membrane, which implies that the spheroidal body is already that shape within the shell. Um, Right. So what I have done is, and and in in a panic, I messaged Chris Packham because I thought (laughs) if anybody knows, it's going to be him. But he hasn't got back of to me. Of course yet. you do. That's that's what we all do when we're in a, when we're in a panic. We all message Chris Packham. <laughs> we do. Um because I genuinely don't know, but my instinct is that the egg is inclusive of the shell. That for me, that would be my instinctive response. 
I suppose is- I I think I agree with that, and I also think that the the definition because if you say like egg shaped, you're not saying like as you say like it is going to be the shape of an of an egg as we would understand it, not the inside you, of an egg. If you break it and it goes onto a plate, it's definitely not egg shaped. It's not egg shaped, but it yeah. No. So therefore, and if you it's if you were like oh no. uh, pick me up some eggs from the supermarket, and you came back with yes like like contents. five. However, if you yes. hard boil an egg and you take the shell off, that is egg shape. I know. I, this one I'm going to have to park because my head mm. is Mine too. And, but noises. I do think that if we accept that the eggshell is external and irrelevant, as Alex says, to an egg, then actually that changes more than Taskmaster. That just changes our fundamental perception of everything. Yeah. Uh, it's huge. <laughs> and I, I, uh, so- I don't think we should have that yeah. power. <laughs> no. Uh, well, that's true. It would be headlines Do everywhere. you think there's a brain type that interprets Taskmaster tasks in the way that you and Richard do, and another brain type that interprets tasks in the way that, say, may, maybe me and Lucy Beaumont do? I think we can all have uh, that both types of brain, because I think if you know that you might have to employ the first one rather than the sort of second, which we live our daily lives with, then you can just think, okay, I'm going to suspend the normal expectations here. I'm going to reanalyze this. And so much of it is down to commas and grammar as well. You know, um, there was that one, wasn't there, about um, when uh, Catherine um, got really, really <sighs> upset by putting a tie on with with um, the food gloves. Yes. She said, you know, why, why don't we get everybody to wear a tampon? Uh, this isn't fair. I've <laughs> yeah. never known how to, I, I don't know how to tie, do a tie. And Richard just saved the moment, didn't he? Because he just said... I don't know if he inserted a comma or whatever. I think he, he did. Just, it was it was it was yes. eat a banana correctly. It made I mean, yes. by moving a single comma, he changed where the what the context exactly. of the task was, and it was put on a tie. Uh, yeah, correct. It was correctly put on a tie, but he moved the correctly so that it was. That's part it. Of the, he moved the, the correctly. Eat a banana correctly, which was superb because yeah. you, you literally could just put on a tie and have it hanging around your neck. Uh, so stuff like that really matters. Right. Gosh, you'd like, you'd like one of my teachers at school that kept saying, read the question, read the question yes. properly. And we all raise our, our eyes, don't we? Roll our eyes. Yeah, yeah. And think, I haven't got time. I haven't really got time. Just yeah, gonna, I'm up. just going to guess what the question might be. <laughs> and the other thing, of course, with Taskmaster is that, you know, not only do you have to read the question properly, you have to look on the back of the piece of paper because there might be another bit of the question there. And that doesn't happen in exams. Well, they do say no. both. They say read both sides, don't Oh, it they? does. Yeah. Yeah, both sides, both sides. I do know people actually now, take it all back. I know people that failed A-levels because they didn't do the question on the other side. Oh, <laughs> but that's also, I think the thing I love about Taskmaster is it's not, it doesn't uh, play completely fairly because when, uh, do you remember when they all had to make their exotic sandwiches? <gasps> and um, and again, it was Mel who made this completely disgusting chocolate thing which was yeah, yeah I mean, that high and then she got the second letter saying now eat it and that was really unfair that's wonderful um, i thought she was really going to try but uh, <laughs> yes oh gang so oh gang that. it's wonderful <laughs> so you, you're an absolute expert on everything Susie. i'm so not i don't know anything about eggs <laughs> we got we got packing for that don't worry don't worry yeah. you know like you're a consultant on taskmaster do you get consulted on other programs as well are you completely bombarded with questions from other shows <laughs> um no a 
occasionally on Uni Challenge, um, which is quite nice. Uh, do I get anything else? Um, no, I've, I've got this this one uh, lovely uh, woman who uh, basically comes up with um, the design for pub signs, uh, and she works for one of the breweries, and she's always asking me. Um, whether she's got the language correct or the plural correct, or can you put an ampersand in here? And I love that. So I, I kind of have a hand in in designing pub, ah. you know, pub signs, which oh, is that's good. That's a nice little sign. Taskmaster yeah, of pubs. Two good sidelines. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We And also, must before we let you go, we must ask you about any more live shows. Are you currently on the road? Have you got oh. plans for more? Yeah, What's just a few on? more. I mean, honestly, this tour has been going since COVID. It's just oh, the wow. tour that never ends. And um, so it's coming to an end. I think my last one is in Winchester in January. And then I, at some point, will write a new one, which you know all about, Jenny. Um, but I think <laughs> I need to give people a bit of a rest first. But I have loved it. I've really surprised myself by how much I love it. It's great. And it's just you, isn't it? Yes. Or do you have a guest with you no, on it's stage? Just it's just me, you. but I do have uh, some very silly uh, videos from uh, some of my Dictionary Corner guests. So Joe Lysett, I have in the bath wearing a My Little Pony face mask, asking <laughs> me where zhuzh comes from because he needs to zhuzh up his hair in the bath. Um, and <laughs> there's, there's something very filthy about that. There's something very no, he's niche just... and filthy about yes. <laughs> Joe Lysett make it, wearing a mask. My yes, no, it's all mask. fine because he's drinking, as he says, a puck of tea and he's got a little bit of um, a, a bubble bath in there. And um, yeah, and, and it was a really good question. Which we are grateful. Okay. <laughs> no, I can only see his face. Um, well, enjoy your gigs, reconvene and then write another to do one. That. That's how it goes on. And then your next thing you know, you've done 40 years. Wow. <laughs> 40 and do you, every time you go. I'm just tailoring. Every time you yes. go, Jenny, do you sort of feel like, you know, when you're sort of sitting in the dressing room and you can hear on the on the kind of speaker that you have you can hear them all having a great time and drinking wine and stuff and there you are with your domino's pizza on your own um do you ever think i i'm not sure i can do this much longer and then go on stage and everything changes it's such a weird i mean yes absolutely that's that is the the trick of it i mean every time you think sometimes i'm not even sitting on a chair in a dressing room i'm lying on the floor (laughs) face down sometimes there is no chair let's face it Um, (laughs) yeah i know i'm just on a lino floor uh no i i actually do you know what this is uh, this is a weird one i don't know whether there's a word for it and if there there should be i find all dressing rooms doesn't matter how how shitty mm-hmm. they are sort of little sacred places I, they mm. are mine for that evening uh, and they are mine alone and there is something very very safe yes i feel incredibly safe in my dressing room like the safest i've ever been anywhere um and nothing can touch me and nothing can happen in here and i can't i can't be got uh, i really I, I actually sort of cherish my dressing room times and then I, it is there's there's that, you know, suddenly it's, it's uh, showtime and then you get clearance mm. and then your intro music starts and it just all, all the adrenaline just yeah. comes back, doesn't it? You never actually, once you set foot on stage, you never, ever feel... No, oh, you don't, and it's, that is amazing, and I, and that's the beauty of it. But I love the idea of a dressing room as a kind of womb. Um, I think I will, I yeah. will try and focus on that next time I'm in there. Yeah, let me know. I will. Let me know I'll message when you, you find the ideal word for that 
for the that room like oasis room of the thing. dressing room okay yeah oh, well there's yeah. bound to be one in german i'll make one up for you <laughs> <laughs> just, just make one just up, make one yeah. up. <laughs> exactly yeah, exactly yeah. it's been lovely likewise to you. it really has and all the best with the book lovely to see you too okay, take, care. take care see you later Bye. Bye. oh what an episode what a lovely episode and what a great time we've had son Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, fun. Very good. Thank fun. you so much to everyone for listening in. Thank you to Susie. Thank you to you, Jenny. Thank you to you, Christine. Thank you to you, Jack. Oh. Thank you to Christine. And most of all, thank you to Thank our you listeners. so much to our listeners. And if you have any uh, stats or facts or thoughts, or if you want to force Susie Dent to think about eggs again, uh, why not email in at fans at taskmaster.tv? Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.